one of the great benefits of using herbal remedies is using them to help in stress and anxiety problems is because the physical symptoms that so often accompany the ill ease of anxiety may be treated with herbs that work on the anxiety itself. Yep. So when the physical body is at ease, um, ease in the psyche is promoted as well. So sort of this two-pronged approach where you get yeah. sort of mental and physical relaxation. Hello and welcome. Mentoring with Geraldine is a bite-sized practitioner podcast for naturopaths, nutritionists, herbalists and practitioners. This podcast responds directly to your needs, the needs of the practicing natural therapist. With interviews, herbal discussions, something business and something clinical each week, you'll get the variety you need and enjoy to stay motivated in practice. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Mentoring with Geraldine and the Bite Size Podcast. And I'm very lucky to have Christine Thomas from the Herbal Extract Company in Sydney, Australia, with us today. And today I thought we'd talk slightly more. You know, she's done, she does these amazing highlights for us that we'll get in our inboxes. And if you're not getting yours in your inbox, contact the Herbal Extract Company and you'll start receiving um, Christine's little herbal chats in your inbox and they're really good and one of the latest ones that you've done for us Christine was on um, relaxing nervines and mental health and mental health has been really big in 2020 and that's going to carry on here we are in 2021 and that's just going to carry on carrying on look trying to look after ours and our clients mental health and so you've given us this amazing um, list here of relaxing nervines because sometimes we need to relax and anxiety gets us really up and really stressed and you've given us a wonderful list here of relaxing nervines do you want to talk us through it yes and as you said we decided to do a series on um, mental health during lockdown there was I think it was when sort of the second lockdown with Melbourne came and there was a lot of people struggling mentally mm. I mean already um, in a state of anxiety as a um, civilization, anyway, I think prior to yeah. 2020. Um, you know, I think that um, painting the screen has become sort of an emblem for modern day society, unfortunately. But um, as you said, it was um, sort of even more apparent in 2020. So we decided to do this series and um, and relaxing nervines, a, a group of herbs that have become increasingly important mm. uh, in these times of stress and tension and confusion. So because they alleviate a lot of the accompanying symptoms that we get. Mm. So they work on the nervous system. Um, they lead to relaxation. And that can not just be psychological, but also muscle relaxation. Yeah. You know, when you have this sort of antispasmodic action, it can have an indirect relaxing effect on yeah. the whole system. And um, David Hoffman, you know, the internationally renowned medical herbalist, um, we probably got his book. Oh, yeah, yeah. Books and uh, he said one of the great benefits of using herbal remedies is using them to help in stress and anxiety problems is because the physical symptoms that so often accompany the ill ease of anxiety may be treated with herbs that work on the anxiety itself. Yep. So when the physical body is at ease, um, ease in the psyche is promoted as well. So sort of this two-pronged approach where you get yeah. sort of mental and physical relaxation. The start of your list there, you've got chamomile. And whenever I talk about chamomile, I mean, it's the digestive as well. That's one of the reasons it's so calming is it's a digestive. And, of course, mm -hmm. um, 
Peter Rabbit's mother when he came back from Mr. Mag- being chased around Mr. McGregor's garden, he, um, his mother gave him chamomile tea to relax him because he'd overeaten in the garden. He'd stuffed himself on cabbages or whatever it was in the garden. And, of course, then he'd run home, and so he was anxious. And his mother gave him a cup of chamomile tea and sent him to bed. And with the chamomile, it's such an easy one to get our clients to have, mm-hmm. you know, chamomile tea before bed. But as part of a tincture, you know, that carminative activity, that antispasmodic yeah because it's working on the gut and mm-hmm. our gut, you know, we've got that gut brain connection going on. And so that chamomile is, as long as the person's not allergic to the flowers, and some people are, then we've got this amazing carminative effect from that chamomile mm-hmm. drunk as a tea or put in as a tincture to really support mm-hmm. that carminative effect, that anti-inflammatory effect that we get from the chamomile. So, um, and it's really quite safe. Yeah. And that's, um, the list that I've done is is basically in an order of sort of strength from quite mild to stronger. I find with chamomile, I often get, I'll say, oh, would you like a chamomile tea? If I've got mm. or something, they'll be, oh, no, I don't want to go to sleep. I'm like, yeah. it's a very misunderstood herb in that way because totally. you're going to put them to sleep and it's actually not, it's just relaxing. Mm. Um, it's a mild relaxant. Yeah. Um, and as you said, it's good to eat after um, eating and not many sort of lay people know yes. that it's good for the digestion. They just think it's for putting you to sleep. Yeah. So, um, yeah. So as you said, it's, um, it's a great uh, herb to have after you've eaten. Yeah. It has this sort of mental and physical action. Absolutely. Absolutely. It really works. You know, that gut brain connection, it's calming, it's relaxing, but yeah, you're not going to go to sleep on it. I'll often have, you know, we're out to dinner and, you know, the waiter will come around and say, you know, who wants coffee? And um, and if I do want something to drink, I'm like, well, have you got chamomile tea? And people have looked at me and gone, you know, we're still going out after this. And I'm like, it's got nothing to do with it. It's easy digestion. What are you talking about? (laughs) It's just going to relax me and I'm still going to have a good night. And yes, we're still going out afterwards. Yeah. Not that we've done that in 2020, um, obviously. There's been none of that. <laughs> New world order and all the rest of it when it comes to how we all go out and what we do. But, um, but yeah, the chamomile itself is just so relaxing and it's so mm. lovely and it's digestive, carminative activity really um, supports the whole person. After that, you've got lime flowers there. Yeah. Now, I do like the lime flowers. I don't use I've got some on my shelf. I used it yesterday, I think it was, or the day before. And, um, but I don't use it much. I've got to say, I don't use it much at all. And it's very gentle, as you've said here. So why don't you tell us more about it? But I think that happens too in practice. You get your favourites. Yeah. And as Lindsay um, Shum, her managing director, who started the company, he always says you actually don't need a lot of herbs on your shelf because as we've seen in our previous chats about substitutes, a lot of herbs have similar actions and you, you just get your favourites. Yep. Yeah, sometimes. And it depends who you're seeing. And, but, again, it's, um, it's as I said, I was doing them in a sort of order and lime, again, is, is a gentle yet effective um, relaxing nervine and it's really good in the young and equally in, in old elderly people and, and feeble people in between as well. It's also mild hypertensive, so nervous tension held in the heart. And it can be used as a diaphoretic, um, often used in cold and flu is kind of what it's famous for as well. Yeah. Yep. But, um, but it does have this sort of calming effect, relaxing nerve effect as well. Yeah. With the children um, restless. Yeah. 
Yeah, I do. I mean, I'll often use it in cold and flu, the lime flowers. But the thing is, when you have a cold or you've got the flu, it's actually really good to have something that's calming on board as well, Mm -hmm. because you're, you know, you feel really bad, you feel really rough. And so if the body is calmed, then you don't feel as rough. So, you know, it's got this other side, you know, it's going to support every age group and it's going to make you feel better while you're sick because it's got this cognitive action. One of my favourite herbalists, you know, Maurice Messager from France. He's a famous old French. Yeah, yeah, do you know the name? Yeah, Yeah. he he did foot baths was his thing. And um, lime flowers is one of the ones that he used. Well, he had used on him a lot as a child. His father would bathe like this is, you know, in the 40s, 50s, I think. Yep. Bathe um, the children in a in a lime flower bath, you know, living in sort of country France. Wow. Before they go to bed, if they were sort of, you know, uh, a bit wow. stimulated. I guess, you know, in the bath, you're going to smell the lime flowers. You're going to absorb some of it through the skin. So, you know, it works really well and and the bath's relaxing itself. So it's going to do a lot of good. Yeah. And, you know, it's going to be a fabulous one to have in a bath for children who you can't get to go to sleep. We must all remember that one. Yeah, and I highly <laughs> recommend that um, autobiography of men and plants, which you changed to of people and plants. Oh. <laughs> um, I mean, it's the most beautiful book for any herbalist. It's the way he writes and he's so passionate and he learned from his father who was just out in the fields collecting all the plants and he treated Winston Churchill apparently and um, a few like you know um, um, Middle East you know um, sheiks and wow the the world yeah it's a really interesting really interesting story well well, I'll have to get the names of those books off you and we'll have to put them in the footnotes of the podcast so people can go and get them so one because the next one on your list is Skullcap. That's the common name. Of course, we've got two Skullcaps out there. We've got Bacal Skullcap and we've got Scalateria lateriflorea. So this one um, is the Skullcap that we want to use for anxiety and um, for stress, tension, anxiety, insomnia, nervousness and panic attacks, you said. So mm-hmm. um, it's really good for headaches. The yeah. name for the skull. Cooling, bitter and cooling. Mm. If you're talking energetics, so yeah, it has that cooling down effect when someone's uh, fired up, basically. (laughs) So, and also you've said to use it for your premenstrual syndrome. The psychological side of premenstrual syndrome. Yeah, yeah, Mm. so that skull cap, as its name states again. So, um, you know, what have we got here? You've said antispasmodic, analgesic, hypertensive, admired for its ability to reduce muscle twitches and involuntary muscle spasms. So Mm. it's a really interesting herb, isn't it? It's got so much going on for it. We're probably going to have to have its own chat, aren't we? We're going to have to have our own chat just about the skull cap, about the lateral floria, lateral floria. Because on my shelves, I actually have, I do have the bacal skull cap under B, but I have noticed occasionally I forget and I will put it back on the shelf right next to So I have both skull caps right next to each other, <laughs> which isn't where they're meant to be. <laughs> so that I don't use the wrong one by mistake. <laughs> I mean, it's a great one because I always, I always just think of skull cap and I think of the, the head. And it's just like, yeah, what's going on? The flower looks like a little skull cap. Oh, 
there you go so doctrine of signatures there again so it's a fabulous one so and used in the um for the nervous system and then on your list you've got motherwort so motherwort has gained a lot of popularity recently and um you know you've said here about normalizing the rapid heartbeat and the panic attacks can you tell us a bit more about motherwort yeah, well, it's sort of, if you'd like to think of it as a mother's hug, it's, um, that's, you know, it's, but it's, it's very well known for um, helping with rapid heartbeat. Mm-hmm. So that's any panic attacks associated with menopausal changes. It can be initiated by a rapid heartbeat. Ah. Um, yeah, so but it's sort of famous for that, but, you know, can also be used in, stress and tension without that yeah you know, yep. seeing as a mother's hug basically is a lovely way to yeah yeah i mean if you remember mother's hug then you'll know if that's where the anxiety if there's you know they need that support then you can think mother's hug mother wart and you'll be giving the right herb for that form of anxiety that they've got. That's the wonderful thing about having so many options with the herbs is you've got a massive number of options and you can pick as, you know, for the person's, for their indications and for what's going on with them yeah. and really tailor your herbal mix to the client. The holiday season coming up as well, mm-hmm. which can be a bit stressful. <laughs> bit stressful this year. Yeah, um, It's called Mother's Little Helper as well because it mm-hmm ability to help ease the stress and tension of weary mothers. Right. It's got a special affinity for women throughout their lives. And and anyway, wart actually means herb in old English. So it's um it's just mother's herb and it's traditionally used, you know, in women's reproductive system. Mm. And especially what like I was saying before, anything to do with where the heart is triggered. Because it's um other bit uh, Leonuris cardiaca is its other name. So got this cardiotonic action wow fabulous strengthening the heart the next one on your lips list is valerian and that's something that i don't use very much because i find that it doesn't relax me (laughs) yeah i'm one of those people i'm one of those there are (laughs) okay so it's about 20 percent of people that valerian doesn't work for supposedly that's what i learned all those years ago i don't know if that's a true number but um, it was a number that I was told and I've remembered from my training. And, and so for some people, it works as a carminative and antimosmotic and it reduces their stress, it helps them sleep. And then there's 20% of us who will stay awake and start dancing in bed at night. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you've written here, historically, patients have responded best to valerian include those presenting with a lack of adequate exercise or mental relaxation. Yeah, so that's really interesting. Yeah. So, and they manifest for stress associated with despondency and mental depression. Mm -hmm. So it's a very useful herb uh, across, you know, a what 80% of the population. (laughs) Because we can really use it for, I mean, we've got the abdominal going on there as well. So we've got that gut brain Mm -hmm. connection that we're always talking about. And, um, and if they haven't had that exercise, because, of course, we know exercise is so important in mental health, and that, of mm. course, has been one of the problems with lockdown, people are stuck at home. They yeah. haven't been able to get all their exercise or they've only been allowed one hour of exercise or, you know, they're not allowed to go a certain distance and things like that. And so, you know, 
valerian in those cases might be really really well indicated or would have been really well indicated and as i was saying like i did it sort of in an order so valerian's a bit stronger than say chamomile and lime flowers yeah repetitive action as well and then finally you've got another list hops which i have to say taste horrible bitter <laughs> very bitter i'd rather have a beer i've got to be honest i'd rather take my hops in the form of a beer so <laughs> But that's its big advantage is it's a digestive bitter yeah. action. So, you know, um, if, if they need bitter stimulation, hops is fantastic for that because, um, you know, it's, it sort of kills two birds with one stone. It has mm. that strong bitter action on the vagus nerve and then but also come like sedative action as well. It does have a contraindication though, the good old hops, doesn't it? It's... Yeah. Um, we don't use it in depression yeah, because it, it might. It has a tendency to, um, someone who's overtly depressed, yeah. would amplify that. So it's more if someone has got anxiety, like that yeah. high stress rather than like a, a down. Yeah. yeah. Um, but it's a rich source of phytoestrogens. Yeah. <laughs> so, that is, so that is really good. We do have to, I mean, I've, Personally, don't use it a lot because of the flavour. I have some there. I personally don't use it a lot. But um, it's a good one to have in your arsenal or to think about. And um, personally, as I said, I'd rather go for a beer. But that is not what we're telling our clients to do. You know, do as I say, not as I do, is um, often my mantra when I'm... So, I mean, we've got an amazing list of herbs here and I've got to say that I have got all of these on my shelves. There's not one here that I haven't got. So it means that I've got this really good combination and I can pick and choose depending on what my client is going through, what they're suffering, what their problem is, you know, um, whether it's something that's like this skull cap, you can take it long term. You know, the, these herbs, we can take them long term and really support our clients. And this is just a um, selection as well. Like, I mean, there's a lot more. Um, you know, there'll be people who go, oh, what about this one? What about this one? Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, it's definitely not an exhaustive list. It's just a selection of ones that we have. And, I mean, we've got the other ones too. But yeah. as I've been doing a mental health um, series, like some of them have been in, like, say, the adaptogen area. Yeah. So I didn't put them in the relaxing nerve because a lot of them have similar actions like they might be a relaxing nerve and an adaptogen yeah. and a sedative um so i just didn't want to repeat some of them um yeah. there's also nerve tonics yes they cross over quite a bit yeah they do but yeah and there's also stimulating nerve which i haven't included in my um mental health one because these days we don't really need stimulating nerve no. or i don't think like i mean coffee would be included yeah. in and kola nut and garana and those sorts of things. Yeah, we just don't need them. In the olden days, yeah. they kind of, when they were popular, yeah, they were actually um, used quite a bit. But these days, um, it's much more the relaxing becoming increasingly important. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I mean, with everything that's going on in the world and everything that's happened, uh, we definitely need to know our relaxing um, herbs, our relaxing nervines. Because, I mean, often it's a combination. So sometimes, you know, I'll make somebody um, a relaxing Nervine mix, but I might make them one that's different. So I might have a different morning mix to yeah. the afternoon mix 
or I might have a different mix because they get really anxious or worried before mm. they go to a particular place. You know, a child who's got to, um, I had one child who's coming, you know, she had difficulty going to school. She's such a type A. She was so desperate to get, you know, to be perfect before she went mm. to school. So, of course, she needed the relaxing nervines before she left the house yeah. so that her mother could actually get her to school. <laughs> so, you know, different things at different times for different people. So whereas if that were an adult, I might have been going, okay, you know, you're struggling to get there. It might be that, you know, you've relied on coffee for so long. We have to reduce the coffee. Mm. We have to reduce all the stimulants, but I'm still going to have to give you a little bit of a stimulant in there. But that's the amazing thing about all these herbs, isn't it? We've got such a huge choice yeah. and we can tailor it to our clients. And also, yeah, I think if someone's got insomnia, it often helps to get them relaxed at the beginning of the day. Um, so by the time they get to bedtime, they're, they're relaxed. Yeah. Sometimes, you know, herbs work a lot slower than pharmaceuticals. So, yes. Uh, you know, to get the doses in in the morning of these relaxing nervings will, help, will also help someone who's got insomnia. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's the sleep onset insomnia yep. dealing with. And, um, yeah, they're really helpful for that too. Yeah, they're really helpful. And, you know, because obviously when we give the insomnia herbs and we're giving them something to help them sleep, we're also getting them to change their environment, their mm -hmm. behaviours. You know, it's I, I don't know the term. The term is sleep hygiene and it always sounds just a little <laughs> bit horrible to me. <laughs> I just think, oh, really? You know, but um, it's true. Once we change a lot of these things and then we add a very mild, I do a drop dose herbal in the evening from, you know, 6 p.m. from dinner, they start having their drop dose herbal so that, and change everything that's going on and they start relaxing and they can actually sleep through the night. And it makes a huge change knowing which of our herbs are really the relaxing ones that are going to help mm -hmm. with that just to relax them down out of those issues and can be a cup of chamomile tea, yeah. you know, or it could be all the way through you know, to chewing a valerian root. I remember watching that on TV in America. They obviously actually get the root and they told somebody to chew a valerian root. I thought, oh, I don't think I'd be doing that. But <laughs> no, yeah, I thought, oh, no, thank you. But um, it's amazing that, you know, we've got such a variety there of relaxing nervines to choose from mm -hmm. as part of our, our herbs for our clients. Yeah. So, right. Have I missed anything? We missed anything there? No, that's all of the uh, relaxing nervines there. So as I said, there's more, but that was just yeah. a question. Yeah. All right. Well, thank you so much for coming to see us again and chatting with us, Christine. It's been absolutely brilliant having you. And, um, and I look forward to seeing you again soon and chatting about some more amazing herbs. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks so much for joining me today. Don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe to the podcast for the weekly episodes. If you'd like even more support and learning, then the Academy is for you. Here you'll find part two of the herbal discussions, more clinical learning, and case studies to support your clients in practice. Bye for now.